You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. It's your boy Tom here, and we are back with another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. Woo, D'Angelo, I don't think you've ever looked better. You're over here sporting the Ric Flair Roosevelt's looking good. Hey, but you know what? To beat a man, you got to beat the man, and Dylan Brooks is not going to beat that man. We'll get to that later, though. We'll get to that later. <laughs> How was your weekend, fellas? Um, My weekend wasn't bad. Can't complain. I got to sleep. I slept a lot for sure on the weekend. Hey, D, tell me about it. <laughs> Look, <clears throat> I told myself, I said, I'm not going to allow time to bother me on this podcast. I'm going to sit outside because this is where I get my zen at. I could have sat at the computer, had the piano in the background. But no, 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 no. That's for like regular occasions. This is a special occasion. And it's a special occasion because Dylan Brooks said what we've all been thinking and what we all know that LeBron James can't put up 40 at this age. And no one is scared of LeBron James. No one. So with that being said, it was a lot of eyes on this game. And then what happened? The ref and everybody uh, within the NBA robs us of a game that this almighty LeBron James was supposed to respond. Did he respond? I, I don't know if he responded or not. But here's what I am sick and tired of. I'm really sick and tired of people like Tom and all these LeBron James super fans that say he's the one that energized this team and he's the reason why they won by such a large margin. No, he is not. He just happened to be on a team that's playing terrible. Well, they're playing good right now, but we play terrible. We were shooting 30% from the field. It was like 5% in the first quarter. Yeah, in the first quarter. Like, how often is that going to happen? And we end up losing by 10. I get it. I understand. But it's not. it was nothing that LeBron James did in this game that made them win by the percentage in which they won by. All right, well, let's not make it about LeBron James because I got a question about that game in general. Uh, do you think it was a flagrant two, or do you think it was only called a flagrant two because of all the nonsense drama going on between Dylan Brooks and LeBron James? You, you, you talking about me? Both of you. Okay, so we already gonna know what you, time's gonna say, but because he's I'm, not realistic, I'm, a, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be honest with you. I honestly feel like it's bullshit that because of your history, you get a flagrant too. This is why. Just hear me out on this, Gary. When I say I think it's bullshit, if it was somebody that didn't have the history that did it, you would find them and you would find them accordingly, right? Why don't you find him based off of what he did in this game or how he's presented himself this year? Not based off the trash talking that they've done. Not based off – because I'm not really sure, like, Dylan Brooks is the villain that everybody thinks he is because 
You know, it's just been this year. And the only reason why he's a villain is because he called out LeBron James and all his super fans. They're like Beyonce fans, bro. They come out of this beehive and just come and protect LeBron. That's what it is. That's that's why he's a villain right now. He's always played this. It's always been his game. Um, but, again, I'm rambling. With that being said, I think this shouldn't have been a flagrant two, that they some hating-ass refs. But it was in L.A., and it's LeBron James. He's a flopper. Time? Of course it was a flagrant two. Anytime you mess with the King's Jewels, you're going to get the hand of punishment. And you cannot just go for the people's schlong like that. You know what I'm saying? LeBron has a status in this league. And he just went up and hit that man straight in the go Because you know why? Because he was mad because his team was getting destroyed. The biggest margin after one quarter in the history. Come, come on. He was mad. He was pissed off. And he hit LeBron straight in the nuts because he was didn't know what else to do because he knew 40 was incoming. But then once he got taken out, it's like, what's the point? What's the point of hitting 40? He ain't in the game no more. We already destroying him. LeBron ain't got nothing to prove anyways. So since, again, we have two biased opinions because one's a Memphis fan, the other's a diehard now Lakers fan, uh, I'll be the t- deciding factor, I guess, because we have two – Bias fans over here. So, do I think it was a flagrant too? No. Should have been a call. Could you give him a tech? Whatever. So be it. Do I think it was intentional? No. Because if he would have crossed over like he usually does in front, he's going for the ball. And that's right where the ball is going to He happened to go behind his back instead and he hit him. And if it was anybody other than LeBron, they would not have called a flagrant too. It's only because of the drama that was surrounding everything going on is the only reason why I got called a flagrant too. And I just, I don't like that in general. I think Draymond Green also has that stigma on him. Now him and, and Sabonis' situation, I do think he intentionally stepped on Sabonis. I also think Sabonis intentionally grabbed his ankle. So whatever, but they're not, that's not flagrants twos. I don't think that's ejection worthy. Just like, I don't think this was ejection worthy. It was, he was going for the steal. I just don't, I don't agree. I think it was a bad call and I don't know if it would have helped him anyways. Cause like D said, Memphis was shooting terrible. And to me, quarter. I don't think Draymond's was intentional. I think he definitely meant to step on him, but I don't think he put much weight on him. I think people said he stopped. I think he knew what he was doing when he stepped, but I don't think he put weight on him. To me, it looked like somebody that was trying to gather their balance. Y'all know how quick stuff happens in actual, you know, uh, real life. And, you know, and I'm kind of arguing against my own point against LeBron because <laughs> you could use the same. So, so. So so hold on, hold on, hold on. Because we, we're gonna get all this LeBron James talk out of the way and then we're gonna progress and we're gonna move on. But so you're telling me, so this next game, so obviously Dylan Brooks didn't get suspended for the next game. He just got ejected out of that game. So that's good news. So does LeBron have to respond with forty points this next game? Or does do you are you truly sticking with he does not have anything to prove? What does he have to prove if his team's winning? That's not what I asked you. I asked you if Dylan Brooks said he does not respect LeBron James because he old, until he put up 40, he's not going to give him that respect. I'm asking you, this next game, game four, game four, 
does LeBron James have to score 40 on Dylan Brooks? Or does he not have to score 40 no. because he's the king and he has nothing to prove? He's got nothing to prove. He if he needs if he wants to go out there and drop 40, he would. He knows he doesn't have anything to prove. His team just needs to win. And they, they were getting crushed. They were crushing him. There wasn't no need for him to drop 40. He's old. Why does that's he need not, to go out? That's not that's not again, that's not what I asked you, Tom. That's not what I asked you. That's not what I asked you. I said game four, because Dylan Brooks got suspended. I said no. I said, no, he doesn't. Okay. Uh, All right. Gary, what do you think? You you don't think, you don't think he has anything to prove Gary? I don't, I don't think he's going to score 40 again in his career. So in the playoffs in the playoffs. Why, 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 if he did it, if he did it in regular season, why couldn't he do it? You didn't didn't let me finish because that's when it matters. Everybody knows nobody really plays hard in the regular season. You see it all night, and that's why players take all so many time. days off. All so the only time that matters is the playoffs, and that's when everybody's playing full bore. Yeah. So do I think he can? Do I think he still has the ability to score 40? Yes. Do I think he will? No. Because I, I think he knows that if he force, tries to score 40, his team's going to lose. So he's not going to try to do that. Because he, I don't think he can just dominate the way he used to. He's still good. Don't get me wrong. He still can dominate at times, but he's nothing like he used to be domination-wise. So, I think LeBron James has everything to prove, and here's why. When Kobe Bryant was having his exit game, he put up 81. Everybody that was – every one of the guys – uh, they did not put up 81 on his exit game in his last season. He's saying or whatever his last no, his last season yeah. he put up 60 or something in the game. Yeah, it was not 81. I mean. 81 was whenever he was okay, playing this. 60. You get what the hell I'm saying? You just trying to be precise right now because you finna lose this argument and you don't want to lose this argument. But my whole point is this right here: if this is one of LeBron's close to his one of his last seasons, and a player call you out. You got to step up and you got to meet that challenge. Very similar to Tom Brady. You can keep winning championship after championship, but the moment that you don't step up and meet the challenge of your adversary or what your opponents say to you, I don't give a damn how great you are. If you don't step up and meet that challenge, we got questions because you didn't have answers. That's how it's going to always be. All right, can we just – D, you just said – you try to compare Kobe's last game ever. So this might be one of LeBron's last playoffs. Well, like, what are you even talking about? LeBron is not about to retire. This is not his last game ever. And not only that, it's like Kobe was shot 50 shots in his last game. What you mean? Of course you can get 60 points out there shooting 50 shots. Come on now. You're trying to compare apples and oranges. This is not the same as Kobe's last game. LeBron's not, this is not his last game. <laughs> you okay. wild on that. Okay. All right. With that being said, we're going to switch gears. Guys, I Thank apologize you. for even trying to have a sensitive LeBron James conversation, but it, it's it's not. I, I apologize for even trying to go there. I'm guessing you met sensible, but you, y'all don't never have sensible LeBron conversations because y'all I, I apologize, biased. guys. So let's, let's shift gears. Let's shift gears. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to I, so I, I don't know if you guys heard about it, but you know we all we're we're in that age now where you remember back in the days we we would thumb through like the newspaper, or we would thumb through 
like certain things to look at stories and shocked by the stories that we've heard. Well, this is a story that I'm shocked by, and I think we should have a segment in the podcast about stories that we were shocked by. And I, I, I really Oh, hold it. on. And just to clarify, sorry, Kobe did score 60 points in the last game of his career. Yes. No one was arguing that. No, you said he didn't score in his last game. Yeah, he didn't score 81. Yeah. The Angels said 81 yeah. at first. Yeah. So, so uh, I don't know if you guys heard about this, but there's a bus driver being charged with uh, child abuse because he brake checked the kids on the bus. So, story has it that the guys, the bus driver's driving the bus. He's telling the kids to sit down, they're not listening. So he hit the brakes, bam, slam on the brakes. Kids hit the back of the seat. They sit their ass down then. And uh, one of the kids on the bus called their parent and said that there was a kid on there bleeding. That kid's parents pressed charges. And now this bus driver is facing child abuse charges. Do you agree with the charges that this teacher is being charged with? Or you think that, you know, we're getting soft? You think that this was the right call? Give me your thoughts, Gary, and then Tom, I'd love to hear yours with you having kids. Uh, so do I think the charges are accurate? No, I do not. Um, they would blame the bus driver if the kids were allowed to stand up and do all this stuff and he got in a wreck because he didn't have them under control. And this is his way of trying to make sure they sit down. They don't want to listen. Kids don't listen nowadays in general. So especially when they all get together, I, I remember bus rides. I'm sure we all do. Bus rides, kids wanted to do whatever they want. I got in trouble on bus rides for, for bringing Banaka breath spray on the bus. And, and we got in trouble because I was letting other people use it too. Stupid stuff. But that's their, that's their domain is the bus. They got to keep you safe. And if you're not listening to the bus driver and you want to stand up and do all this stuff, he's gonna be, they're going to get in trouble no matter what if they got in a wreck because you, aren't, you were standing up and weren't listening. So this is a way to teach them a lesson without them actually getting hurt. Yeah, you might have bloody your nose, whatever. Grow up and listen to the, to the adult then. It's that simple. To me, I think it falls on the parents because the kids don't listen. I have no remorse. Time for me, for me, for me, this is a tough one because, um, you know, it you got kids, feels huh? like you got kids. If, huh? No, no, that's it feels like uh, there shouldn't be anything wrong with this because the bus driver didn't know how to respond. But on the other hand, it's like you did do something that could cause harm to these kids potentially. Like, would you even be questioning it? Say a kid standing up, he brake checks. And a kid breaks their leg, or you know, worst case scenario, something happened. A kid dies. Are you then giving the bus driver a pass for brake checking so, and so, hurting the kid? So, I'm just saying it's possible. You know that somebody get hurt when you do that. So my question is, what if he would have said, "Hey, a car cut cut me off, so I had to slam on my brakes." Right. If 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 it happens by accident because somebody got you know slammed on their brakes for a reason where you're trying to do the scope of your job and protect the safety that's different than hey y'all kids ain't listening i'm gonna teach you a I, lesson I don't, I don't play in the what ifs like if somebody died or what if they broke their leg that didn't well, happen you just, I, play you in, just did play I play in the what if situate no i play in the situation of what happened do i think he's in trouble no am i all right am i fine with him doing it yes because the kids don't want to listen 
I guarantee you this wasn't the first time the kids are standing up and doing all this. He's probably had months and months of this going on where they don't listen. And he's well, tried he every other way. Now, right now you're playing what ifs. We don't know any of that. We don't know if that – we don't know. And then you say, well, what if somebody slammed in front of him and he had to slam on the bike? No, I'm saying but, what if he said that? I'm saying he could have said that. I'm not saying that's happened. I'm, I 100% think he'd break checked it. Uh, and I get well, no, it. I have no, no, no problem. No, 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 no. It's on, it's on video. He break checked. Yeah, so I'm saying break, I, so, I know. So under, I understand in the know, this is what it is. Yeah. He's not saying that somebody drove it. out in front of him, Gary. The facts are yeah, the facts. I'm fine with it. It still doesn't change my thought. To me, to me, I, I feel like you got to find another way other than that just because. So what do you do? Somebody could get hurt. What do you do if, 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 they, if it, they never listen? It's been going on here. for six months. What do you do? If it's me, I'm yeah. pulling off the side of the road, and everybody's going to sit there and wait until we can get somebody here that wants to come get their kids. Let the parents handle it. Then you get fired for doing that. Why? Because you Why? didn't get them to school like you're supposed to. That would tell them I couldn't drive them. For the safety of these kids, I couldn't drive them to school because they would not behave. Hey, you want to know a secret? The school doesn't actually care. <laughs> they just want the kids there on time. They don't care if they're staying. They don't care about any of that stuff. I don't know. I don't. I don't like it. So, so I'm. I'm gonna tell you something, Gary. You are absolutely wrong, bro. I. I. And this is a. And and just hear me out on this, Gary. Mm-hmm. Just hear me out on this. I'm a firm believer that there's certain job titles and certain jobs that that you have that put you in an authoritative figure teachers uh police officers like law enforcement things like that that you are not allowed to make mistakes or do the things that this bus driver did because at this particular time you're the parent you're the authority figure granted they supposed to be listening but they didn't listen here's the thing Gary I for the life of me have not figured out how you can discipline a kid uh, that doesn't want to listen properly or the right way without breaking some kind of laws or going against the rules or anything like that. But this bus driver brake checking, though, was not it, bro. So if my, it's not it. You because because that's just like saying that, like, hey, you know, as a cop, you know, we go or as an electrician, like, hey, man, you know, we're going to lose a couple of electricians. That's just how it is. And, and I may I may be saying this because I don't have kids, but if I had a kid and my kid was standing up, not listening, got brake checking, bloody his nose, I'm going to say, you learned a lesson. Don't do it again. But that, I'm no, not going to take not... offense to the bus driver doing it. That's me personally. Now, I might say it may be different because I don't have kids yet. When I have kids, that, that may change. But as of right now, if that was my kid that bloody their nose because of that or whatever – you learned a lesson. Do not do that. Listen to the bus drivers, which you're supposed to do. It's a simple right. But where's your where's your threshold? What if what if your kid's standing up and in the aisle he brake checks and they break their neck and die? Are you still not that's mad? Not, because not, there's that, not that, there's that, not no, no, we're not playing no, the what no, if like that. I'm just no, saying if no, I had no, a we're not, we're not, we're not, we're not the, playing what if we're not we're not playing the what if. No, no, we're, well, we're this is why this is this is why I'm saying you got to play what if because if you're okay with them brake checking. And no, then get I, I, I'm going to tell you. I'm, I'm going to tell you what happened. I'm going to tell you what happened. So, in the course of them break checking, this is why I have a problem with it, because you cannot have casualties of war when you're doing things like this. 
the one who broke their nose was sleep in the back seat. When he brake checked, she broke her nose because she was sleep and hit the back of the had nothing to do with the not listening or anything like that. She was doing what she was supposed to do. Gary. Yeah. No, I got you. That's what I'm talking about. You can't have casualties of war when you're an authority figure like this. If if there's somebody listening, you have to, I mean, not listening, you have to target that particular person and that particular person only. Now, when you when you hit the whole service side, that's when we got a problem. It, it happens all the time in schools, sports. The whole team or the whole class gets punished because of the acts of a few. Everybody else gets held responsible. And it's supposed to teach you a lesson. You let other people down. That is what yeah. it's all about. Now, well, this, this is more extreme. I said this is more extreme. I agree. I understand that. But I'm saying, so you, the whole aspect of the all, that is how it works. That's, that's schooling. That's how they do classes. If three kids want to act up the whole time, they can sit them up. They keep doing it. The whole, school, the whole class is going to lose their pizza party or whatever it would be in football. If a couple ones want to slack off or in sports, the whole team's running because of those three. And that it's supposed to teach accountability for everybody else. And everybody else is supposed to keep them accountable. It's supposed to be a life lesson that's supposed to be taught. But again, yeah. I agree. It was a little of a stream. But again, if like I'm, I, say, I I'm sitting in the back of my own business being the best kid I can be, but I'm asleep. And now all of a sudden I got a broken nose. You can be the best accountability. Kid. You, could be, you could be the best kid in the school in the class too, and you still get punished. You could have straight A's. Yeah, a pizza party is a, 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 a privilege. It, it's a privilege. Okay, so it's still it's still losing. Having a having a nose too. that ain't broken it ain't a privilege. Having a nose that ain't broken is is is. No, is, I, is but you see, you're, you're twisting it now. It's not. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with the aspect. Everybody can be involved. Like that's what I'm saying. It, it it's got to be taught. Now again, is that extreme? Yes, it's extreme. But I, I do like your aspect of hey, pull over. If I to me, if I was a bus driver and they weren't listening, I'm just pulling over and I'm going, I'm calling I, the school and I'm getting an Uber and I'm leaving. So so that's that's what took me to like my next question and my next phase of this question, Gary. Because I got another situation that has been blowing my mind and I cannot wrap my head around this and I I love to hear y'all thoughts about this cuz so 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 how do you punish these kids if you can't put your hands on them you can't you can like, your own well you talking are you talking about as a parent or as like a teacher or whatever as like a teacher I'm 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 going to give you I'm okay. going to give you an example Gary I'm I'm going to give you an example I don't know if y'all have seen it's been an uptick it's been an uptick in kids fighting teachers over confiscated phones, right? So you would think that because uh, oh yeah, North Carolina, I've seen this one. So so I you would think you would think that like if, if a kid was on their phone in class, right, and you say, hey, you're on your phone, wouldn't you? Won't you think it's better to just send that kid to the office than you try to physically remove the phone from that kid's hand and start an altercation? Because you know that it's an uptick in confiscated phones and teachers and student interactions as it relates to fighting. But here's the thing, though. You send them to the office. Like, what is the principal doing in the office? Because then again, he can't take the phone because then they're going to fight his ass. They do so nothing like, but call the parents. And the parents say, oh, blah, 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 excuses. And then they can keep doing it all the time. 
So how do you handle it? You tell the kid, all right, then you don't come back to school if you bring your cell phone. You're expelled till you stop bringing your phone. And then the parents have to deal with it. That's the only way to handle it. Because to me, you have to go to the extremes. If the parents aren't going to make sure they don't bring their phone to school, that's your job as a parent. If you have a kid, hey, do not bring your, you're not bringing your phone to school. And if you pull it out, you're losing your phone. It's a simple concept, but parents are afraid to do that. I know there may be reasons. Oh, they need to call or whatever. Okay. But if you pull it out in class, you lose your phone privileges. It's a simple aspect. Gary, you still not understanding what I'm saying. You asked, what do the teachers do? What are the teachers That's doing? what I You're said. about the parents. You're trying to put this shit on the parents. I, this, 1, this, has, this has nothing to do with the parents. I, I, I just told you what I would do. nothing to do with I the I just parents. told you what I would do. I literally said what I would do. I said I would send it to the principal, and the principal's job is to say, hey, you're expelled until you can stop bringing your phone to school. If you bring it again, you'd co- you don't come back. That's simple. You don't think they're going to wow, listen because the parents are going to make it you're work? You're expelled for having yes. your phone? If you keep pulling it out multiple times without listening, Yes. It's a simple aspect. You got it. There's got to be repercussion. If you're in, if you pull out your phone 26 times and you keep doing it over, obviously the discipline you're getting is not working. So you have to step it up. And if, if it's a, okay, you're expelled. You're going somewhere else. You got to go somewhere else. That's the only way it's going to get through to them. Otherwise, it's not. And then that's why I said it falls to the parents because obviously if they've been warned multiple times, the parents have been called by the principal and, or the teacher about them doing the phone and they keep pulling their phone out, that's on the parents because they keep giving them the phone and they're not disciplining them. Well, that's where I see it falls to the parents then. Gary, this ain't got nothing to do with the parents, bro, because if I'm 16, 17, 18 years old and I'm in high school – and I pay for my own phone because maybe my situation ain't like everybody's situation here. Maybe I moved out of my house when I was 15, 16. I'm staying on my own. I'm paying my own cell phone bill. And I'm one of those gear that you can't tell what to do if I'm paying my own cell then phone Then you won't be at school. It's that simple. I, I'm a, I, but, but what I'm saying, Gary, is, is like there's no parent to fall back on. The okay, then, like, then, hey, they, then they're not at school. If they can't listen, then they don't deserve. They don't. They haven't earned that privilege to be at that school, because they can't listen. No, it's a simple concept to respect the people that are trying to teach you and make you a better person. If you can't do that, then you don't deserve to be there. It's a so simple, but again, that's lost in our society. Gary, <laughs> I'm just okay. saying that, that's just Tom, to me. Like, what you got? I have. No, I, I don't. I don't respect that. No, I'm kind of more on Gary's side of it. There's got to be a line because you can't um, get physical. You're not supposed to get physical. What what do you what actions do you have? And like he said, school is a privilege. Going to school, I don't care what people say. Yeah, we're supposed to be able to go to school and learn. But like being able to go to a certain school is a privilege. I mean, if you can't if you can't act right then you can't go to that school. You're going to have to find one of these other schools to go to. And that's just because if you don't, if you don't have that sort of boundary set for students or kids, they're just going to walk all over all of the administrators because they know, hey, there's nothing they can do. There's nothing they can do. What, what? You look dumbfounded. What are you thinking? So Dude, what do you is, do? It's, it's, so it, it, it blows my mind because what it sounds like is this, it, it kind of sounds like this whole NFL thing, like kind of back in the days where, hey, if you got in trouble, we would send you home 
But the thing is, is like that's why I wanted to be in anyway. I wanted to be at home. So because I want to be at home, you doing me a favor anyway. I don't want to go to school. I don't want to be there. So how do you combat a kid that don't want to be in school in the first place? Do you send them home? Yes, NFL. Like when you get test positive for drugs, they send you to the very place that you go, you, you're on a four-game suspension. You can't go around the people that's going to keep you off of it. They're going to put you in the environment where they're going to keep you on it. So that's what I'm saying. So if a kid don't want to go to school, I'm going to act out. And now, all I got to do now, based off what Gary said, is pull my phone out. I'm going to pull my phone out. Then I'm going to I'm going to go home. Then that kid is not going to have a good life, and that's on him. There's After nothing you can day, do about though, it. Gary. Okay, then that's on them. There's not you, you can only do so much as a as a teacher or as or a mentor of of kids. If they don't want to listen, you can't force that on them. Like they can be at school, but if they don't want to be I'll use my brother. My brother, he hated school. He dropped out when he was able to drop out because he's like, I hate school. I'm not doing it. And like that's that was his prerogative. Like, I don't think teachers should force him to go. If he doesn't want to go, whatever. You have to make your own way now. That's on you. It's going to be harder for you to make a living and and survive because you choose that path. But everybody's done everything they can to try and help you. If you don't want to take that advantage, then you're on your own. Because you can only do so much before you become – you're just going to get ran through. And that's the thing that I don't like. I like the people just get controlled. They get control taken of them because they just bend to whoever, whatever they want. And kids can do it. And I, that does not work with me. I learned that when I was coaching. When I helped coaching one time, I'm, no, you ain't going to do that. That don't work with me. <laughs> I don't let that work with my nephews. It don't work with me. You don't get what you want. What, you have to you earn it. No, nah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's just you You, can, you can't – you got to have a, a line somewhere. There's got to be a line for school. And then like Gary said, if, if, if somebody doesn't want to be at school and they're just going to act out until – you know, because, oh, I want to be at home. Okay, well then, what's the what's what what can you do? What can you do while they're there? Whoop their ass? <laughs> like being honest, like what what can you do? What can you do? So there's got to be lines because not only are you protecting, you know, them from themselves by being able to punish them in that way, but you got to protect everyone else that's there at that school that is trying to get an education. And you heard it here first. Time said, bring back capital punishment. <laughs> I did not That's say exactly that. Exactly what you said. You said what that is. That's usually what that means. Boy, y'all are wild, 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 wild. <laughs> but did y'all see that? Did y'all what do y'all feel about that substitute? Did y'all see that video that went well, viral in North and Carolina? There's been so many of them. I think like what D said. If you're an adult and and a teenager at 16, 17 is gonna attack you. And you have to defend yourself. You should have the right to defend yourself. I understand they're underage, but you can only they walk away already, for so far. You already know why I stand in there. Oh, I know. I, I don't even have an age. I'm whooping the ass. I yeah. don't care what age it is. Six, 16, <laughs> Six. 66. I don't give a damn. Man, I'm not. Look, look, Gary, you laughing, bro. I'm not I know. letting your kid know. roll up on me, hit me. Man, I look, I, I didn't do nothing to your kid, sir. Stop hitting my kid. Will you tell your little funk ass kid to stop hitting me? <laughs> Like we I look, I didn't it. have nothing. I I should be able to walk around, Gary, no matter what age I am. <clears throat> walk around in public or in private without your kid, regardless of what age your kid is, six, sixteen, 
66, 26, 36, putting their hands on me and not expecting me to put my hands back on them. I agree. That's all I'm saying. So, Tom, uh, if you have any reservations, so, bro, let me no, know. So, so, so you didn't have any uh, problems with what Stuff Stu did to – you know what I'm talking about? The uh, the the black lady uh, she went in where her her thong oh. was hanging out <laughs> or her booty was hanging out. First off, I'm, can I'm, we talk I'm, about that real quick? Why are you wearing an outfit like that to be a substitute, <laughs> knowing that she was about two inches away from your whole booty hanging out? Look, Tom, Tom, I I don't think people understand whether it's a stuff a substitute man like a real teacher. We have educators now, bro, have to be sharpshooters. They got to be bodyguards. They got to be parents. They got to be educators. They got to be able to they take a tackle. Bus drivers. They got to be able to take a tackle. They got to be able to do a whole bunch of shit now that they didn't have to used to be back in the day. And I'm hold not, on, question: what, what what was the difference back in the day? Because I know uh, you were allowed to whip your kids. If they acted out, uh, you can't do that go. nowadays. Here we go with this shit. This is what you're trying to do. Gary. I'm just saying, hey, I'm that's, that's a determining factor. I'm not going to let you oh, actually, do this. Here, man. I'll even clarify it. It wasn't about whipping. It, it, you it, get no, better parents. No, no. I, I'm going to tell you what the difference is. The difference today versus the difference back in the days is the only way you got educational information is if you went to school. You couldn't find it readily available on your phone. You couldn't find it readily available on the computer. You couldn't find it readily available. Like, not anybody could have homeschoolers. Like, homeschoolers had teachers where you had to, like, actually go out back in the days because we didn't have a way of sending mass or copious amounts of information to people really fast. Until we got the internet, until the digital age hit, and that's where we are right now. That's the big difference. That, that is a small part of it, but small. you actually you actually got punished from your parents for doing bad things. You weren't you weren't coddled. <laughs> that's a big difference. What? Yes. Oh. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Well, I, I tell you, I got spanked multiple times for things that I did wrong. I'll tell you, I never did those things again. And now you don't even leave your house. Correct. Because <laughs> you're too afraid <laughs> to go out into the world because of the psych psychological effects that's being had on you. Hey, it works for you. me. Yeah. It works for me. <laughs> I was trying to figure that one out. I was trying to get the. I was trying to figure out what the point was here. But I, I <laughs> hey. do have a. I have a question. Well, I got a question too. But we'll, I'll let. Does it tie in with this? No, it does not. Well, because we, you know, you were talking about the digital age. This will probably be quick. It does. And, uh, it ties into the digital age, but go ahead. Okay, and the digital age and how like uh, it's changed everything. So I wanted to bring up the 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 whipping that Elon Musk gave all the celebrities the other night when he took away their. That blue was my question. <laughs> yes, when he took away their blue check marks, I text y'all boys and I said, "Are you going to pay?" For your blue check mark, it already knew the answer, obviously. But now, now here's the thing. Now, as the friend of D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage, now I'm really the one that's lost because I used to say, "Hey, I'm I'm friends with D'Angelo and Gary," and be like, "I could pull up y'all's Twitter 
boom, blue check verified. Now I'm verified by y'all's verification. But now y'all could just be anybody. And now people don't know that y'all are famous anymore. So how are you going to go throughout life without your blue check mark on Twitter? Uh, so you, you send them to Instagram where we still have our blue checks. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I've heard a lot about these blue check marks and people, you know, really having like they're giving people that are paying for them a hard time. Uh, I saw something from Tony Hawk and I thought it was really interesting. And it was about the sneeches. He he posted that long monologue about the sneeches and the stars, the ones that didn't have stars wanted stars, the ones that had stars didn't want stars. And in the end, they all ultimately like end up being individually awesome together or whatever. So it's interesting that that we would even say this because again, the blue check mark before Elon Musk represented your celebrity, somebody that somebody would want to follow and and do sponsorships with or somebody that was a influence uh in the social media realm. Well now the blue check marks because Elon Musk has taken over now represents that you you're paying for the fact that I'm now verified. Not that I'm a celebrity, because anybody can now get the blue check marks. Time you can get one if you want one. It's just a matter of you paying whatever price you need to pay for the blue check mark to verify who you are. So if you do that and you verify everybody that's on the platform and uh, now with everybody being verified, you can now quote people from the newspaper like everybody's been doing, right? That's the that's the benefit you get from being verified. The benefit of not being verified is the fact that newspapers and media outlets can now not post you because they can't verify that it's you. Even if they know it's you, they can't verify you if you're not verified. So there's a lot of athletes out there because they've amassed so many followers now that are not verified. Like right now, KD doesn't need a burner account. KD can post on his account right now. If he doesn't have a blue check mark and they can't quote him because he's not verified based on the new contractual rules in the NBA, the NFL, because they was all working with the with the old system of being verified versus not being verified and how that particular check mark works. So it's going to be very interesting on these contracts moving forward, how they play a part in it. So I think it's all a joke. I, I don't understand why. I understand why people are like, oh, I need uh, my blue check because uh, I need to make sure it's, people know it's me. Your name's still the same. It, 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 nobody can have the same exact name you can have. They have to change a letter. They have to change something in it. So if somebody wants to believe it, all they have to do is actually look at your name. And it, if it's not different, then it's you. If it's different, then it's somebody else. It's fake. It's a very simple aspect but people want that blue check uh, and it blows my mind that it's called such an uproar and this whole storm. Like, I don't understand it. I don't never cared about the blue check. I also see all the people like, Oh, it's only $8. Just pay the $8 a month. I'm too cheap. I play video games all the time. I won't even pay the $10, $11. It is a subscription fee to play certain games a month. I'm not, I'm just not doing it. Like it doesn't make sense. And I actually game, I don't actually tweet that often. So like, it means nothing to me. 
but I, I, it's just funny to see how all these people just lost their mind about losing their blue check. Like, oh, somebody's going to impo- uh, be, be me and make an imposter of me. But they can't have the same exact name you can have. So they can't do that. If everybody knew what your name was before, anybody has they can't have the same one. It doesn't matter. You can still figure out if it's a fake or not. But again, people don't think about that because people aren't, let's be real, people don't care enough to look to make sure it wasn't. People aren't, they just see what they see and go with it. And I think that's the part of it that is terrible. But I just think it's hilarious. I find it funny that people are losing their mind over a blue check. Social media itself, it's crazy. Would you pay for your girlfriend's blue check if it could help her career? I would never pay for anybody's blue check. Oh, okay. No, nobody. I would never pay for my dog's blue check. I wouldn't pay for D'Angelo's blue check. I wouldn't even pay for anybody, anything's blue check. It's just I. I don't need it. I don't tweet enough. It's not worth it to me. Wow. That's really. I mean, I'm just kind of disappointed in you too. When are you getting your blue check? Time. I already have mine. Okay. Elon's paying for mine. Nice, nice. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, man. Did you see that he's paying for LeBron's blue check? I feel like that's a troll job. But no, he said he said he, well, obviously he's probably not having to pay. But him, it's like him, Stephen King. Yeah, he's definitely trolling them. It's, it's all, all yeah, it's all because now they can't not have a blue check. Right, exactly. <laughs> you it's know, a, it's, it's a just troll. a big troll on them. Oh, for sure, for sure. But it's just it's just funny because you know I text y'all when I saw the the doomsday for the blue checks hit, and some of the people that were on there complaining. It's all, and it's funny because it's like you guys who are actual like, uh, you know, well, D'Angelo is an actual celebrity, Gary. You're just kind yeah, of yeah. I'm just a part-time. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But people that are like actually celebrities for a reason, you know, I didn't see anything from. But it's all these like D-rate celebrities that are going ape shit because. Like one of them, I saw you know y'all know y'all ever heard of like uh, Charlie D'Amelio, whatever her name is from TikTok. She's like real famous for being a TikTok nope. dancer. Well, her dad was complaining because it was, he, he like wrote this long soliloquy. It was like uh, the check mark represents somebody who had uh, gained status in their life and uh, had done something meaningful to the world. Blah blah blah. And I was like, bro, you're you're TikTok dances aren't meaningful. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. It's just like, it's hilarious to me that the, the, you know, because I think what it is, is those people live to be verified because they don't actually have anything like to offer. You know, like, yeah, some people say, oh, well, sports isn't that big a deal. But, you know, you guys, whenever you're playing sports in that moment, you guys are are big deals i don't care people want to say about anything people that play sports at the top level especially football in america are big deals and it's just it's just true and it's just like it's just funny to me to see the the people that were so upset um but i think it's hilarious that you know that elon's doing that taking away the blue check and sending everybody uh loopy (laughs) yeah i sorry uh, i saw your question gary no, you're good. It's a it's an interesting way to generate revenue because you know if you're paying eight dollars a month, and I'm I'm gonna tell you what I love about about society and people and just creating habits. 
So, I, and and this is me reaching. This is just me doing a. This is me all conspiracy theoried up. But this all started with streaming services. Now, if I can get you to pay a monthly due and get you used to paying a monthly due, then I'm already. He's already. We're already set up our bills monthly. Like things are on monthly cycles. So because things are on monthly cycles. Like, hey, let's put this blue check mark. I'll charge them for this because we can see that everybody, literally, when we went on the Amazing Race, everybody wanted that blue check mark because that blue check mark represents marketing dollars. Marketing dollars represent, you know, a better way of life. So it was very interesting that what the blue check mark represented. So yeah, I will pay eight dollars a month if I have to. If that's going to generate me more than $8 a month. And Gary will too. I'll let D pay for it. <laughs> if there was a cinnamon sugar Twitter that had to be verified, who's paying the $8 or what's the ratio? We'd split it three ways. Yep. Why is that? Because time's included in that. Wait a minute. Who's? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Time's included. Wait, when in you that. say three ways, so like, what's the what's the split on that? Three dollars <laughs> and thirty three cents and excess. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, well, I think more, I think it's like two dollars and thirty three cents or something. What we'll do is we'll run back the podcast and we'll do it based on the percentage of time that the people spend talking. So, so D will pay seven dollars. Gary, you'll pay about seventy-five cents, and then I'll pay a quarter. So I actually, wow. we should, we, I honestly, <laughs> yeah. I think we should pay on the gut on whoever missed the most episodes has to pay. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! <laughs> wow, God. that just That's makes like sense, right? They got to make up for what they missed. Well, so here's the thing about that: so I might not be on the episodes, but they don't get posted unless I work on them. So technically, I've still been a part of every episode. All right. So instead of eight dollars, you pay the seven. Me and him will pay fifty cents each. Wow. Uh, you just wanted to minimize your role in this. <laughs> this is, you, know, you know what, D? This is what this is. Gary's an elite now. We already learned last week that he's a travel snob and that he's <laughs> a rich person. So he's I, trying I, to. I, I am glad you brought up the I, travel. No, no, no. no oh, no, D doesn't no, want to no. talk about it. Okay. We, we're not talking about the travel. We're going to talk about the aspect of the travel. We're going to talk about this and then we're going to end the podcast because this has made its way around the world. And I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say about this. So there was a baseball player's wife on the plane. And popcorn was spilled on the plane. Uh, not really sure what transpired, but the at the end of the... The white uh, kids spilled popcorn. Yeah, so the white okay. kids spilled, spilled popcorn. And the flight attendant told them, told her she had to clean it up. And everybody's jumping down her throat because they said she should have cleaned it up. Just curious, what are you? What are your thoughts on this? And I actually want you to go first, D. Okay, so my thoughts on this is it's like this. Since you want me to go first, I one hundred percent disagree with this flight attendant and basically everybody that's saying that she should have cleaned it up. Uh, and I'll give you my reasonings here just in a, a minute in no particular order. Well, one, there's people designated to clean the planes after. Uh, that's one. Two, um, I'm paying for this seat. 
uh, very similar to a movie theater when you drop popcorn or candy or accidentally uh, lose some paper through the seats, uh, you don't pick it up and take it with you because there's people designated to clean it. Uh, regardless of whether I'm a butthole or not, you can suggest that I clean it, uh, but there's no way that I should be required to clean it. Uh, and again, I want to make sure y'all understand this. There's a difference between you asking me and me having to do it. So I'm saying that I, 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 there's no problem with her asking me, hey, clean up the popcorn. But she also shouldn't have a problem with me saying, hell no, because that's going to be my answer 100% of the time. Like, nah, uh-uh. There's people, like, these, these plane tickets are way too expensive for you to tell me, like, I got to clean up my own mess. Uh, that's very similar to me going to a restaurant and my kids making a mess, and you're like, nah, uh-uh, you got to clean this. Whether I did it on purpose or not, Gary, whether I did it on purpose or not, I don't feel like I should have to clean it if I'm in a setting like that, and there's people that are designated to do such things. Time? Uh, yeah, I think this is one of those situations where, unfortunately, uh, the flight attendant is going to have to clean it up. Is that person an asshole? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think you can say that. Um, part of me, part of me feels like, you know, because uh, the thing is, like, even if they dumped it on purpose, you can't force somebody to right. clean up something. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, it's, right. it, it's shitty. It's real shitty of that person, especially if they did it on purpose. Um, but, at the end of the day, it's like that's your that's your your place of work, and you know, unfortunately, that's part of the job is keeping the plane clean, and so that's what you gotta do. Yeah, it's shitty that that person do it did it. Um, it's shitty that they might not want to help you, but I don't. There's just no way you can force somebody to clean something up in that scenario, in my opinion. Go ahead, Gary. You close this out. And uh, so I talked about this. Obviously, D brought it up, and we saved it for this to talk about this week. I've never seen anything like this happen before on a plane. I've never it's seen really weird. Man, I've never weird seen like kids spill something, and a flight attendant walk up and say, "Hey, you have to clean this," which leads me to believe I feel like there was more that went on that led to this. Um, again, we won't know unless we hear everything from every side, which again, we still are going to hear one person's side and, and then they're going to hear the other side and it's going to fit their narrative, what they want you to hear. So, but like, I don't like, I, I don't agree that, Hey, you should force them to clean it up. I also don't think you should be, you sh if your kids willingly throw stuff on the ground and stuff, and it wasn't an accident as a parent, I would think you would try to clean up a little bit of it whether you're told to or not, just because that's the right thing to do. Now, you don't have to, but as the right thing to do, you may clean up a little bit the best you can. I don't expect you to get on your knees and pick it up or nothing like that, but at least get in a pile and try to get what you can up if you can. And that's it. If it was done on purpose, even accident, I don't think you're going to have to do that because they're kids. It's not much you can do about it. I feel like part of this happened because one of them or both sides got cocked an attitude. Is what I, what it sounds like to me is either she got mad because they said, hey, can you 
maybe the flight attendant's like, hey, maybe, hey, can you pick up a little bit of your mess the kids made? Maybe she cocked an attitude, so the flight attendants cocked it right back and said, hey, well, then you're going to clean this up. And it came like that. Or maybe the flight attendant started with, hey, you're going to clean this crap up that your kids made. And then now she cocked it back. We don't know. That's what I feel like happened. And that's why it escalated. But do I think she should have picked it up? No. Like, if you're like, it just doesn't make sense in that aspect. Do I think in general she should have like maybe sweeped it together if she could with her feet beforehand just because she saw the mess was made? Maybe. But again, I don't think you have to pick it up. I don't think that's the right because, like you said, I, I love the movie analogy. There's so many times you go to a movie and nobody picks up their stuff. I pick up, I'll bring my coke and my popcorn and I'll bring it to the trash. Now I'm not picking up what's spilled on the ground, but like I will pick my bag up and bring it to the trash can. But I'm not gonna get on the ground and pick up the popcorn that missed my mouth and fell on the ground. That's just not gonna happen. But like you said, because there's people that that's their job is to clean that up. Now I'm not gonna try and make a huge mess of them, but Things happen. There's things out of your control. You, When you're watching a movie, you just eat. On a plane, there might be turbulence that could cause the popcorn. They don't know. Maybe there was turbulence that caused the kids to spill the popcorn. And that's why. Is that the fault of the kids? No. That'd be the fault of the plane. So, again, there's so much that goes into it. But I don't think they should have been forced to do it. I don't think she should have done it. What are they going to do? Kick her off the plane? They're in the middle of the air. They can't. Like, they would get so much backlash for kicking them off, if that was the reasoning. I feel like there's so much more to it that we don't know. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. I got some I got some other questions, but I'm gonna save them because next week. Nice. Yeah, because yeah, I got another I got another playing question just just to set you up for next week. I don't know if you saw the one where the guy was on the plane and the baby was screaming. Ah, oh, bro, it's hilarious. Yeah, we'll we'll and, we'll dive into that and, next week for sure. Yeah, it bring, he brings up a great point though. He brings up a really good point. Uh, but yeah, we'll talk about that next week. I got a I got another one as well. But uh, I'm gonna let you close this out, Tom. Well, we appreciate you tuning in for another episode of the Cinnamon Sugar Podcast. We are experiencing a little turbulence on our ride tonight, but we uh we we landed smoothly. We landed smoothly, and we just want to uh, thank everybody for checking us out. If you would, go rate us on Apple, iTunes, Twitter, or, or Google. Spotify. Spotify, because you know what? We I love mean. We were going through and reading some of the uh, the uh, comments. People really <laughs> don't like LeBron. The LeBron talk. There's yeah. way too much LeBron talk. I 1,000% agree. And I agree. And you know what's funny? because I'm never the one that brings it up, honestly. But honestly, my, my favorite one is the one about everybody's volume. Yeah. It is and as you can yeah. see, if you watch this on YouTube, you can see I get next to the mic and talk so you can hear me every time. Now, everybody else has different things that happen. This is how I try okay. to talk every time. So it's Here always consistent. Listen, listen to Gary. He needs to be spanked. He does. Capital punishment. <laughs> Bring it back. Time set it first. Yeah. Listen, I'm going to need you to stop calling it capital punishment. That's the death penalty. Oh, sorry, whatever <laughs> it's corp- it was. It's corporal punishment. <laughs> I'll let you slide with it the first time. let him keep saying it. I was going to let him Right. Hey, I let him slide with it the first time. He's like, hey, the death penalty out here. But all right, we appreciate you guys tuning in. We'll be back next week with another episode. Make sure you check us out on YouTube and all the different podcast locations. Well...
You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to 